Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to IPU Podcast. Listen to IPU, Immigrants Pursuit of a Munezero. Can you run the word for happiness? A show that shares inspiring stories of immigrants who found and are following their passion. It's your boy Josh and your girl. Jay Tessie, what's going on people? How are you Josh? What's up? Well, I, th- I thought you were about to say hi Josh first, but okay, say hi to everybody else, that's fine. <laughs> You're like hey, an afterthought. You doing, I'm like, oh, Josh is here, <laughs> not kidding. It's alright. You know, <laughs> what's going on Joshua? I'm good. I can't complain. You know, I mean, I could complain, but I don't think it'll get us anywhere. So yeah, I'm just gonna and say I'll I can't. probably tune you out. So yeah, yeah you know, but, you I know, just care so much. It's 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 always amazing. <laughs> you know, I do care. I do care. Surprisingly, <laughs> you, you care so much. You tune me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I show my love. But what's new? Oh, I haven't talked to you in a minute. Man, I f- I found this new thing. I mean, it, I've been going to it for a while now, but it's um. It's like poetry night. We have this thing in San Diego. You go to poetry night like on Tuesdays. And it's actually fun. It kind of makes me feel like a little older and like I'm part of the cool kids club now because there's a lot of like super formal people that go there. And then I'm like this oddball kid that just comes in. Wait, do you jeans. go there by yourself or do you like have dates or what do you? Like, not dates, but I go there with friends Aww. that are interested <laughs> in just <laughs> Okay. That are interested in what? It has to chill nights, not not going out to party and do all that. But you know, but yeah, no. But I've I've actually started enjoying it a lot because it's like it's like this little spot they do like like uh it's like they give them five minutes of fame basically like poets like open mic have, like type thing like open mic yeah that's what it is actually yeah it's open mic and people just get to come in you have a few flops sometimes I'm just like uh yeah I can come standing <laughs> up. up. Yeah, you gotta give them props, it. though. That's gonna be hard putting yeah. yourself out there. Oh, yeah, 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 it's a lot of work. It is. I mean, I've thought about it, but you've obviously never done it. But you thought about what? Being a poet? I not go down that route because I feel like you're getting back. All you get to is laugh by hopes and dreams. But yeah. Wow. Anyways. You know, I oh mean, I know God. your mom told you you can be anything you put your mind to. <laughs> this is exactly what I do. This is the poet thing. <laughs> Let that die. <laughs> I can do it. One way or another. Just kidding. Oh just God. kidding. But um, I am really excited about our guest today. So, as usual, I got this big intro for a new guest today. But today's guest is an aspiring author, a poet, an artist. She wrote her first book in the first grade and finished her first novel by the age of 13. Wow. She uses a poetry as a way to express her personal experiences and feelings as a young Muslim woman. Well, it is none other than the Canadian-born, Pakistani-American, Sidra Afazal. Welcome to IPU Podcast, Sidra. Sidra. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited yeah. for you to be here because it was hard work <laughs> to get you here. Yes, yes. You're a busy woman, girl. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, we're just glad you're here. You're finally here. And I don't even know where to start. You wrote your first book in first grade. Please walk us through that. I don't I don't even think, you know, I don't know what I was doing in first grade. <laughs> um, basically, we were moving and I had broken my arm. And so it was like a bunch of like different new experiences for me. And it was like the first time I actually remembered moving. And so I like took construction paper. I like cut myself like a four by five 
um, little booklet. I got lined paper. I was obsessed with hmm. paper. Even I think up until the grade seven, I would just like take lined paper from class and just bring it home and just like write or just like keep it. Wow. Oh, she was stealing. <laughs> it was for the students. <laughs> and, um, I cut it into little squares and I stapled it. I made my cover. And yeah, I just like wrote everything that was happening, how I broke my arm, how we were moving. It was really, I still have it actually. Oh my but. gosh. I was a problem of moving. That's what I was. They would try to get me out the house first so they could be 60 cents for doing anything. <laughs> so, Canadian born. Yeah. Somehow you ended up Back here. Yeah. Um, I was actually two when we moved here. Um, my mom, she got a lottery visa, and mm-hmm. so and my dad found work here, and he's been working in the same place ever since. Wow, your parents so, are so from I- Pakistan, right? Yeah, yeah. So they migrated from um, or immigrated from Pakistan to Canada, and then to here. Oh, good. really happy. I was going to ask that question, but I guess you already answered it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> A step ahead of you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I know uh, I, I, I asked you this earlier offline, but so are you in high school? Are you a senior? Are you about to be a senior? Because no, it's, like, it's like done. out there. Oh, that's <laughs> all done. Yeah. You just graduated. Congrats. Yeah. The, the, the million dollar question, what's your next, what's your, what's your future plans? Oh, my God. So uh, my future plans i've actually like written them down since i was like 12 and i revised them every so often wow <laughs> you are making me feel like yeah, I, I failed at life <laughs> like, <what? laughs> no no i like to i like to have like a clear vision of what's in front of me i actually have i actually like wrote it down and i uh taped it to my mirror inside my bathroom and so every time like i wake up i brush my teeth like i see what i want to be so it's like a reminder that every day i have to work hard and on the bottom it says like work hard dream big which is wow. like my motto I guess. Mm-hmm. but uh there's there's a bunch of things i want to do so this is a huge question so do you want to like narrow it down or do you want the whole entire answer give us Go the whole entire it. answer we're Go here for, for it, it. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so I'll start with the small things. Um, mm. On the side, I want to be obviously a poet. I want to be an artist, like have like an um, artist business. Um, I do henna as well, so like have a small little. Oh yeah, so I saw some about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I want to like, and then for artists, like I can do like commissions or uh, as of the such, mm-hmm. and then be like an illustrator as well. Like um, I illustrate for my poems, like. It's really nice to like make the words come alive through like drawings. Yeah, and actually, the way yeah. you set up your book, Wildflowers, which yeah. we'll get to later. But go ahead. Yeah. And actually, um, I just designed like a cover for someone for one of their books, mm-hmm. and it's so exciting to see like my work, like my art being used with other people's poetry. Mm-hmm. And um, oh. so definitely, obviously, continuing that. And then for like bigger things, um, obviously, like continuing um, writing and like. Um, being an author and then going to college for English and psych as a double major and then minoring in hopefully if I can handle it Arabic and political science and then for grad going into law to be an immigration lawyer but also being a public speaker slash like motivational speaker like on the side and then um when travel the world obviously take pictures and um I also want to be like a teacher of some sort or an educator 
that's all I remember off the top. Oh my god. So I feel like I just need to go and reevaluate my whole life all over <laughs> again. Cause <laughs> I'm not done with college I, I and I'm, I'm still doubting. <laughs> yeah, I'm still doubting what I'm trying to do in college, even though I feel like I know. And you can ask me what my plan for next week is, so I need to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, uh, you can change or, like, be edited, but, like, I like At least have, you like, have a, a clear idea. vision, though. That's yeah. Not a lot of people have that, you know, especially my, I, at your I, age. I just realized mine's pretty fuzzy right now. I thought it was kind of <laughs> it's, it's, it's as fuzzy as it gets, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to backtrack being the first generation, right? Because your parents were. Yeah. How how was that? You know, you're a poet. I know immigrants are really not very. We're not open to um, the art, you know, like, art. yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're not, when you tell your parents, I want to be a poet. They're just like, what is that? What do you mean? You know, go be a doctor or something. Yeah. So how do, how do they take that? Were they always supportive? So, in regards to, like, my book and everything, yeah, mm-hmm. they were, like, wicked supportive and everything. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's the opposite in my case. At one point, like, maybe two years back, um, you know the show House MD, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was obsessed with that show. And after watching that show, I was like, oh, my God, I want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I want to wear that white coat. Mm-hmm. And I told my mom, she was like, no, Sidra, stay in, like, you know, the English field because that's, like, your strongest area. You mm-hmm. don't go into the and so it was actually the opposite whereas like in our brown culture it's like you know be a doc mm-hmm. like, but she was like no stay in the english area because you're strong there mm-hmm. so, so yeah. okay so they've always yeah. wow. they knew your strength and they kind of just yeah. encourage you to do that that's nice yeah it, it's, it's, and, uh, it usually helps a lot when you have parents that are willing to do all that that's that's pretty dope and and, and I, I think judy's on to mention a little bit about the book tell us a little bit about your book so my book was, it's something I've always wanted to do. Um, ever since like I was a kid, I would like design up covers of how the book would be, where my name would go, where the title would go. And, wow. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was a dream. So, um, I actually, it, it was a huge process though, but I technically did everything in the space of February vacation and, mm. um, it was basically like a compilation of my Instagram posts. So I had to like mm. put like I had to sort there were so many little things that I didn't see coming, like sorting it out, finding titles for the chapters, um, seeing which poems have art and which didn't, and then making the art, mm-hmm. picking a font, placing the font, and then actually deciding a cover image, drawing the cover image. The cover uh, for my uh, book actually took like roughly around six hours. It was it was a long process. <sighs> and you did this all by but, yourself. No yeah, outside yeah, yeah. help. Oh no, no. Oh what? my goodness. No, I'm sorry. And I'm, it's self published, feel- right? Yeah, yeah. So it's oh yeah, so God. so I have to be my own PR rep whenever I like see someone. I'm like, hey, you know, buy my book. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not like wow. But yeah. How did you well, market we- it? Oh jeez. So I mar- like I like promote it on my Instagram page, my art one and my writing one, uh-huh. and this mm-hmm. was extremely supportive like um i donated a copy to the library and they displayed that they had um like uh the 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 picture of the cover of my book on the tv screens and um the library bought like a couple more copies and they put it into the system and then the principal himself bought like 10 copies wow yeah what did you say bottom the principal principal of um oh okay okay 
I yeah. heard Prince, so I was just trying to make sure. Uh, right? <laughs> and um, they actually, uh, another teacher from the middle school in our area, he wrote a book as well. And so there was a book fair happening in the Barnes and Nobles. And so my principal talked to the Barnes and Nobles for me. And so I was able to display my book over there. Wow. And there's like a couple of copies in Barnes and Nobles there. And then I was able to talk to a couple of libraries. And like by August, it should be in two libraries as well. Wow. So, so a little bit shifting here. I mean, for those that don't know, I, I mean, everybody probably already knows based, maybe based off your name. We know you're a Muslim girl. Yes. And being a Muslim in Massachusetts, period, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not even trying to, what, what has been the biggest challenge for you so far? Actually, you know, thankfully, I've had an, I, I like didn't have to face any big challenges, especially like, you know, Trump and everything. But mm-hmm. I've never received hate to an extent that it's made me like reevaluate my life or anything. I just remember as a kid, we went to a park once and it was just me and my brother and I wore a scarf back then as well. And this like a uh, little little kid like, OK, I guess he was a little bit older, like maybe he was like 12 or something. He mm-hmm. called me and my brother like a terrorist. And then, wow. yeah, we were just kids. I was like going down the slide. And then wow. I, I just remember like pretending not to hear him. And then my parents just like said, like, you know, let's leave. And then we left from there. But like after that, nothing. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I and feel now, like you're so this... positive that your energy, like, it's hard to bring negative energy around you because it's just going <laughs> to bounce right off. Yeah, uh, that's just, that's the goal. I try. Yeah, <laughs> positive, positive vibes only coming off of it. Yeah, exactly. But, man, this is this is maybe coming from a, a person who doesn't know much about the Muslim religion. I just want to know. So why is it that I mean, you choose to fully cover up your head, but then there's some that choose not to? Why do you choose to do that? If you don't mind me asking. No, no, it's fine. So um, basically, in our religion, we do it out of like modesty. So. My Islamic studies teacher, like I went to Islamic school. So the way she taught me is that um, a woman is like a pearl and a pearl is covered by the oyster. So when we cover, it's like Ooh. the pearl is being covered. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. So Forget like, about doing that. I want to be a pearl. I really like wow. that. Yeah. About that to is, start wearing some scarves too, but <laughs> I grew up in a Muslim community. Like all our friends, like during Ramadan, Eid was like yeah. my favorite holiday because we used to eat oh so God, much yeah. food. <laughs> yeah, gained all the weight I lost back. Yep, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> all I've heard is hear people talk about it. I'm still yet to experience that whole, oh that my whole God, thing right there. Dude, you have not mm-hmm. lived until but, you eat that food. Everything. It looks like it looks like it's a big old it's a big feast that's going on. So it's like oh, it is. Uh, it is maybe it is. one one day. And so, so wait, so how does that work exactly? So you don't eat for how long? From sunrise to sunset, and this year it was like really really long. It was from like three forty a.m. to like eight thirty six p.m. And you don't <laughs> eat anything at all. Like can no, you, can you no, drink no, no. water? No, no. Some people are under the impression that you can like drink water or like eat bread. There's nothing. No, no eating. But it's like it's the dry. Is, yeah, yeah, nothing. But the oh concept my God. is not only are you like not eating food, but you're like you're like abstaining from like 
seeing bad things, saying bad things, hearing bad things. So it's like fasting from all like the negatives and slash sins in life. Mm-hmm. So it like propels you through the other months. So so yeah. what, what is what is the what is the purpose though? If you don't mind, like I'm trying to understand what what's the purpose of doing the whole fasting thing for that that like what are you doing it to get closer to yeah, God or like, doing it for- yeah 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 basically to become stronger spiritually in that month because it's like a month of like so much mercy and that uh-huh. that that like amount of spiritualism helps bring you towards like the 11, other 11 months and then back again the cycle wow. um, so you're like rejuvenating what? and exactly yeah, yeah. wow Revive reviving okay because well, it gets I'm lost like, in the day-to-day uh, fast-paced activities. So. Right. But, I oh, mean, how man. do you not, like, how do you manage to <laughs> smile? Because I know I'm, like, the worst person <laughs> when I'm hungry. So I can't imagine God's myself. God's mercy, honestly. honestly. <laughs> Towards the end, like, the last five minutes, those were the hardest. Especially, like, when your mom's preparing food and you're helping cook. Like, I had to make the fruit salad every time. And, like, my mouth would water because I love fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my patience being tested especially going shopping walking through the candy aisle oh my was like the hardest it wow. was the hardest that, that's yeah. amazing not gonna lie that's I don't know if I could do that <laughs> takes a lot of dedication I'm not gonna lie I know, I know my sister's doing fasting well it's not the Ramadan she's a Christian but she's doing the fasting too and it's kudos to you guys I'm, I'll be very honest I'm, maybe one day I'll get to that point but uh, I, I wanted to backtrack a little bit. I know we were talking about your books earlier, but there's something that caught my attention. I kind of want to bring back. But um, at 13, it says you you wrote your first novel. What was that? What was that all about? So actually, there's two parts to that. The first part was um, there was like a publishing company that sponsored a program in my library where you could give them a story and they would publish it for you, or like a bunch of poems. And I had like a bunch of poems, obviously. Uh, I had been revising and writing, and so they published a book through that, like hardcover. I was wicked excited to have my name and everything. So that was like a published, like in my hand copy. But the other thing was, I wrote this other book. Um, I was really into like spy. I had watched like all the three Spy Kids movies, Mm -hmm. and I was really into like the gadgets and everything. So I wrote (laughs) uh, a novel called Three Powers of Three Girls, like all different, like, like one was, um, one was African-American. I forget her name. The other one was like, um, she was white, like blonde hair, blonde eyes, like typical. And the mm-hmm. other one was a girl. And they were like super awesome, like tight, close friends. And they all had like different superpowers and then went to the school. And um, yeah. They're like the Powerpuff Girls. And then basically in human versions, yeah. Uh, like United Nations Powerpuff yeah, Girls. Yeah, <laughs> And, uh, they went on missions and everything and um i like wrote it twice like i had started it in my diary one day and then i like got like regular blind pieces of paper and then i wrote it down as well and mm-hmm. then um yeah and then i made illustrations for it as well so it was a i didn't like type it up or anything but I might go back to it and like type it yeah, up. Yeah, that could see. be a good series. I feel like, especially <laughs> now, how, you know, our great president's trying to divide the country. Like, that would be a positive show for kids to see, you know, like, hey, we're not yeah. so different, yeah. you know? So it's, you, it's you actually, might want to revisit that. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I actually might. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's, going go back ahead, to your go book, ahead. which I'm obsessed with, I got it as a gift, <laughs> and that's how I got to know about you, you know? I... 
I got it as a gift from a very near and dear person, you know, and everything you write about, it doesn't sound like it would come from such a young person. Like you talk about love and heartbreak and this and that. I'm like, what does she know about this? You know, like, so where do you get this inspiration from? Um, yeah, I get that question a lot. Whenever like I write about love, people are like, oh my God, who's a guy? Mm-hmm. But um, there's like, sometimes I write from experience, I guess you can say other or other in other poems. I like draw emotions from like situations around me or like I get inspired from like, say just a word. Like if there's like a person walking by having a conversation, I hear snippets of that. And then I'm like, oh, I can like twist it this way. I can add this. And yeah. Wow. Okay. That's takes yeah. a lot of creativity. I mean, so you 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 being nosy in people's business. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> she Actually, basically no, lets us big. in, you know, in her book, she lets us in into her mind and her soul. Like so I wanna know, like, what is going on in that mind of hers? It's a little like I feel like whenever someone like shows me or tells me they have a copy of my book, I'm like, Oh my god, they have my soul in their hands, <laughs> like flipping through it. So wow, yeah, that's crazy. So uh, uh, you, uh, maybe I don't know. If you can help me understand this, but but um, did did you ever have uh, do you ever feel anxious or shy to speak in public in the beginning? Or have you ever got that point? So um, I like first publicly publicly performed a poem like like when I was in like grade nine <clears throat> in front of my class, oh. but it was so like later on in my life. But um, I. I, I don't remember being like nervous, but I do remember that I was like, I was like shaking. I was like, <laughs> like my body was like shaking, like the paper in my hand was like shaking. Like I wasn't nervous, but my body was. So oh. that's like something I guess I've overcome. And like my face would get red. So I didn't feel shy, but I don't know. Your body. I was going to ask. Yeah. 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 I was going to ask, how do you overcome that? But it doesn't sound like it's really a struggle you have. So <laughs> just, I guess I know if I was my second question. <laughs> Especially with like but, slam poetry, um, there's yeah. like a competition that happens, which is called um, Louder Than a Bomb Poetry mm-hmm. um, competition. And so our slam team from our school goes there and uh, we've gone to the semifinals this year and last year. It was amazing. Wow. It's honestly riveting. And this year, especially um, in one of the competitions, um, I got like the highest score and it was crazy. They were like, oh, you know, high, lowest from highest, 10, 10, 10. And everyone was like screaming yeah. and jumping. Wow. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of like hype energy. But in Slam wow. Poetry, you have to like be like more confident than you actually are. So oh. it's almost it's like, like acting. you're almost like a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Jinx, I like how you said that at the same time. It's kind of the same thing, Julia. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought it back to poetry. What got you to poetry? Like, why? Because you talk, I know you talked about in one of your YouTube videos how you got into the slam thing at school. But what really got you to poetry? I think I wrote my first poem when I was, I think, like 11 years old. It was like four. Jesus. Cool thing. No, I, I mean, I think that's kind of like, <laughs> I mean, I encourage my brothers to do it like since they were like six or seven, but like I think I was 11 and we had to do it for like school. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking it was so hard, so much so that the first poem I wrote was just like a parody of one of the poems that the teacher gave us <laughs> because I didn't have that much like creative like mind at that time. And then slowly, I guess I just got into writing it more. And then I wrote like really, really long poems. And then I just got into like short poems, like August of last year, which my book is comprised of. So, wow. Wait, so how long did it take you to come up with the poems you have in your book? 
August to March of this year. Wow. So not even a year. It's six months, like roughly like six months. But Correction. I didn't include all of them in there. I like took out some. So <laughs> there's like 300 poems in there, though. Yeah, and they're all good, Josh. You need to have this book. I'm telling you, it'll help you with your game because we all know you can use it. Oh wow! No, but literally, and like you broke it down uh, with seasons, right? You did summer, yeah. fall, winter, and spring. Yeah. What was the? What? Why did you do that? Like, what's the meaning behind all that? So it's basically a journey through the seasons of life. So summer is like the happy poems. Uh, winter is like the sad, depressing, dark poems. And uh, fall is the falling in love poems. Mm-hmm. And spring That's is... what you did there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, spring is the motivational, upbeat poems towards the end of the book, which is after winter. So, uh, yeah. Did you know what a spring means? Things you have. Bring yeah. Up. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the puns. I'm all about the puns. <laughs> I love it though. Uh, and you got a chance to speak at the TEDx. That yeah. um, how was that? How did you even get was, invited to that? Mm. Um, it was through the IT department in our school, and they approached me because they knew I had written the book, and they're like, "Do you want to come speak about it?" And I was like, "Sure." And it was amazing, honestly. I really, really, really loved it. It was amazing. Were you nervous? Um, yes, I actually was nervous for that event because um, in, in that talk, I was like openly saying my like struggles and like all that as a Muslim. Mm-hmm. And so and there's there's not much there's not a big population of Muslims in that community or my school. And so yeah. I was like, oh my God, how are people going to think of this? Are they even going to listen to me? But it was really nice. People came up to me saying after we, you know, we appreciate your message and and all that you were saying, and they really, really liked it. So, wow. So do, you, do you think you can grace our listeners with that poem? One body, three struggles. Oh. Oh. That moved me. I, <laughs> I was just, I had chills and everything. I was like, oh my gosh, this girl. She, she actually, she actually made me listen to it. Yeah, before I was like, we Josh, recording you have to, you she have to, have to oh my gosh, get yeah. your life together. You need to go listen to this. <laughs> well, it's it's been a while though, so I'm yeah, just, just wing it. Just do 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 yeah. what you can. I'm pretty sure okay. it's gonna be good either way. So just just go ahead and try it out. <laughs> All right, there's a choreography that goes with it, but obviously, you know, that's something. Yeah, we'll just we'll just imagine yeah. it. You know, get creative in our minds. All right. Okay. So it's called One Body, Three Struggles. Look. At me. I am a Muslim woman. So now shall I cure you assuming that my liberty is consumed, that I'm oppressed, depressed, compressed, that this cloth disables me, cripples me, chokes me. But my faith liberates me, downs me in gowns and crowns. I am a queen. Where society binds me with words turning into shackles and chains. With words turning into shackles and chains, my wild soul cannot be tamed. So I struggle to stay sane because i was told to stay in place and so i did i was told to keep my voice soft and so i did i was told to hold back and so i did taught to quiet my thoughts and so i did and so i did and so i did but i'm tired of being told i'm too loud or too quiet i'm tired of being silent i cover my hair not my lips i open my mind not my legs i'm not a fetish you can peg another notch on your patriarchal keg 
not an exotic spicy dish for you to take. I'm not a present veiled by layers for you to open. Let treasure be lost. Why must you try to find it? Why must you try to own me? My body is not your property. So even though I'm covered, you can't cover me. Don't blindfold me. You can't gag me yet. He tried. Made me think that if I wouldn't speak, you wouldn't see, wouldn't see the Muslim part of me. That if I covered my face, you'd say I can't see her and I wouldn't see me either. Because you see, 80% of the lies we tell aren't to each other. It's six inches away from the mirror. So who would I be if I let my signs define me, refine me, confine me, align me like parallel lines? But these lines keep getting closer and closer and closer, closing in on me, squeezing me. Ouch, your bigotry hurts me. But I recover because we are survivors and they try to look down on me when my faith has raised women so high that heaven is under her feet. So how dare they, how dare they look down on us when we are beings not even of earth. We are more than our voices. We have rights and we have choices. We can be silent or make noises. We are women. I am a woman, a Muslim woman. Don't use the term like an insult. Use it like a is. I'm a Pakistani American Muslim woman, and you're of me. I am you, and I am of you. On the run from the prison of labels, expectations, limitations, standards, and construct, construct for us without asking what's in it for us. So don't label me a criminal and treat me like a victim. The only bombs I drop are my words. Watch the echoes, see them hurt. I accept mm. peace and love, never pain, never hurt. So look mm. at. Don't build walls before you build bridges. I'm a refugee from the judgmental society, yet they're after me, trying to arrest me. They see a target on my body. They see a target on my body, but I'm bulletproof. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> this is what they do, right? Nice. Yeah. The only bomb she drops are words. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Oof. Okay, I'm taking a deep breath. That was oh, it's even better what she said. I just, I just, yeah, wow. no, but uh, yeah, that was uh, enough said. I, I mean, what do you say words, after like, that? That's what. Man, I, I don't know what to say after that. You know what? That's <laughs> the, the one thing I know I've learned from this so far is that Josh need to go home and uh, reevaluate your own. Figure out what you really want to do and have a clear vision of where you're going, but. Cedra, ah, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. I, I'm so, so sad. Bad. It's you know almost it's time to go. I wish we can talk to you more, but, but I'm sure you're gonna write millions of books, and you have hopefully that's, that's the goal. I'm working and on my and as far as in September, hopefully. What is it? I'm working on my second book. I'm planning to like release it maybe September, October, somewhere around there. Of, of 2016 or 18? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 17, this year. 17. Yeah, yeah. It only 17. takes us six months, girl. <laughs> Josh, get with the program. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us where we can buy your book now, the people that don't have it. Where can we uh, find you? So it's called Wildflowers, and um, it's on Amazon. Well, there oh, you go. Wow. Yeah. And then if you, if you want to have your nice, inspirational quotes every time I look at our Instagram, what's your Instagram? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's an answer uh, at the end. So my Instagram is at Sidra, S-I-D-R-A, Afzal, A-F-Z-A-L, and then underscore. Sweet. Perfect. Wait, I thought you said it was two Instagrams. I'm sorry, what? what? Is that, I thought you said it was two Instagrams. Yeah, so that's the poetry one. And then the art one is at Sitara, which is S-I-T-A-R-A-H underscore K. Perfect. Well, you heard it here first. Well, you probably heard somewhere else, but you heard it here. <laughs> but, 
without further ado, Sidra, like Judy said, it was really nice to have you here. It was an Thank honor, actually. Yeah, and it was an honor for me, honestly. Yeah, it was. This it's been fun, and yeah, if yeah. I keep talking, I keep talking a lot of gibberish. I want to end this on a high note. So therefore, you will just listen to yet another episode of IPU podcast. IPU will share inspiring stories of immigrants who found and are following their passions. Tune in next week to hear some more stories. And if you you or somebody you know you know has a nice story that you like to share. It doesn't have to be anything like a million or anything. Any of the success stories, we'd love to hear. Hopefully get to inspire somebody. And as well, we say, feel free to slide in our DMs. Let us know. And follow our Instagram at IPU Podcast. Or send us emails at IPUPodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, feel free to let your friends and family know. Tell them to come listen. It's, been, it's your boy, Josh, and your girl, Jay Tessie. Thank you so much, Cedra. Until next time, people. Bye-bye.